Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Look at your TV today versus 50 years ago. Any change in the programs? Well, how did that happen? So the generation that is raised now that has no biblical background goes like what? What do you mean that's wrong? So we have to understand, we have to recognize that. And the more I know the scripture, the easier it is to recognize that that thought is not from God. A person's view of right or wrong is initially shaped by how they were raised. If you weren't raised with the knowledge of God's laws and His love for you, your growing up would have been far different than someone raised knowing about God and Jesus' love for them. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the importance of Christ followers working at getting their thinking aligned with that of God and Jesus. It's so vital for you to become familiar with God's message to you, the Bible, so that you can stop being fooled by Satan and begin to resist the allurement of the world. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. He'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 4 as he continues his message, How to Control Our Thinking. I remember once that Linda and I were on a ministry trip with another pastor to Malaysia. We took a bus from Singapore all the way up into Malaysia. It was a great trip, the three of us, and about 144,000 roaches. It was a very interesting trip as we headed up to Malaysia. Well, when we finally got up there, amazingly, we were hungry, and we stopped to look for something on a street market. Street markets are very common. And so always look for healthy soup because they have all these fresh vegetables and all the spices are brand new and they're just fantastic. So there's so many varieties. I'm looking around. I find me a nice one. There's some vegetables, some kind of meat in there. looks cool, whatever. And they put all these special veggies in it and stuff. And I'm, I'm, I look down and there's some kind of pasta in there, like penny pasta or something. So I'm getting ready to order this big bowl. And the pastor walks by. He, he's from Singapore. He's used to going to Malaysia. He says to me, you probably don't want that soup. I said, no, I want that soup. I said, it looks healthy. It's got all this neat stuff in it. doesn't look too hot to me. And there's this great pasta in it, which is fantastic. He says, Those really, that's not really penny pasta. That's cut up pieces of intestine. <laughs> well, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> he said, if you'd have eaten that, if you'd have eaten that, you'd have hepatitis. So what did I learn from that? I learned always now. Wherever I'm at, I'm going to ask, what is that? (laughs) 
And if I can take a piece of it, and by the way, when you took that sucker, it wasn't cleaned out at all. Really good, huh? So I had to learn to be intentional. You and I have to learn to be intentional with the darts that the enemies put into our mind. It's a process of learning. We have to guard our minds. So today I want to give you three R's. Three R's that will enable us to control our thinking. God knows if we allow him to control our thinking, that will enable us to act as a Christ follower should. Here's the first R. Recognize the wrong thought. See, I had to recognize that that was not penny pasta. Somebody had to help me recognize that. Now, as I said many times, we are bombarded. We are bombarded all the time. Thoughts from the world system that we live in. What are those thoughts like often? Here's what they are. Power, pleasure, position, and possessions. That's the way the world thinks. You want to be rich? It's about possessions. You want to be in control? Be in control. You got to have position. Pleasure? If it feels good, do it. Power? The only way you're going to get ahead is you overpower other people. Then thoughts from former way of thinking. You see, all of that, that sinful nature, as I already said, my sinful nature is about two things. Sensual, because we're very sexual beings, and selfish. I have those. And third... Satan then comes along and he says this, "Mm, lust, pride, anger, fear, greed, bitterness, all kinds of evil. So if I'm going to control my thinking, I have to recognize the thought. Now, let me show you how that works. I'm going to use this as a wrong thought. Satan is always bringing those thoughts to me. So at some point, I can't be like a no-brainer. I have to be thinking as this thought comes, that, wait a minute, that isn't right. So how do I know it isn't right? Now, this is going to look funky to you, but this is the way it works. See, my mind needs to be filled with God's word. I need to know the principles. So when the enemy brings this thought, the word goes, Whoa, that thought doesn't match what God says. So I have to recognize it's a bad thought. I have to learn to do that just like I had to learn. That is not penny pasta. (laughs) Somebody helped me learn it. He did. I'm here to help you learn what wrong thoughts are. Now, let me give you a quick example of how that works. Very often in our churches, we have lots of new people and we're glad you're here. You don't have any background in Christianity. In fact, the other night we had somebody, I think it was a Wednesday night, a young man came, I don't know, his mid-20s or whatever, never been in church before in his life, never opened a Bible before. Fantastic place to start. That's great. That's fantastic. But he won't know. He won't know what? He won't know any of this. So those thoughts are just going to come where? Boom, 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 boom. So why are we here? We're here to learn this. That's what meditation is all about. Getting, understanding the precepts, the principles of God's word. So as we do, we begin to go like, okay, that isn't right. What does the world say? Let me give you an idea. Just in one area. What does the world say about sleeping together before you're married? They say it's okay or not okay? 
100% of the world says what? Go for it. Go for it. Okay, what does the Bible say? Do not go for it. You know, it, it says do not sleep together. Well, if you're a brand new believer, would that make sense to you? Not at all. Because your mind that's been formed by the world says, it's okay. It is wrong. No, it couldn't be wrong until they read the word of God. So that's the process all of us have to go through. Because the world has changed what God meant to be right. Look at your TV today versus 50 years ago. Any change in the programs? Well, how did that happen? So the generation that is raised now that has no biblical background goes like what? What do you mean that's wrong? So we have to understand, we have to recognize that. And the more I know the scripture, the easier it is to recognize that that thought is not from God. That's why you're here. So we can learn the principles of the word of God. Because if I don't, I will let that become a stronghold in my mind. And pretty soon I will live out that wrong thought. Now, second, not only do I have to recognize, here's the second R. I have to reject the wrong thought. I have to take it captive, Paul says. I have to remove it. I don't want to play with it. I have to remove it. You see, God made us so that we cannot think two thoughts At one time. So I have to remove that thought and then start thinking right. And when I remove that thought, it's simply that I say to God, God, this thought came into my mind. It doesn't match what you're thinking. So I reject it. I take it captive and I remove it. Temptation is not a sin. We're all tempted. But I don't play with it. I I remove the thought. That isn't right. It is not right. And I'm doing that because I'm part of that controlling. Now, understand you can't do that in yourself. You have to have God help us. And he does that. He is able with truth to keep me thinking correctly. So I have to recognize this thought isn't the way God thinks. And that just comes with time as we learn the scripture. And then I have to reject the thought. And this is where most people have a problem. Then they leave their mind blank. God doesn't want your mind to be blank. Because if your mind's blank, guess what Satan's going to do? There's one right after it. So what do I have to do? Third, I have to replace. I have to replace the wrong thought with the word of God. I have to understand that's exactly what Paul said. He says, Paul says, whatever's true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, boom, 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 boom. Replace that thought. Don't leave your mind empty. Know the word of God. Bring those thoughts. And that will cause you to then begin to live like God wants you to. Now, I want to show you quickly, because this is very powerful. I want you to go to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 4. And I want you to watch Jesus, who is perfect at telling us how to do this thing called life. How to recognize how to reject, and how to replace it. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River, and he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where he was tempted. See, temptation is not a sin. We're all going to be tempted. Tempted by the devil for 40 days. And Jesus ate nothing at that time and became very hungry. 
Remember I told you, those of you that don't believe in the devil, but you believe in Jesus? Well, you're going to have a big trouble with this. Then the devil said to him, well, said to who? To Jesus. So you believe in Jesus, but not the devil. Hello. Problem. Jesus is talking to the devil. Then the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. Now, if you have eaten eaten for 40 days, even the word loaf gets me excited. (laughs) Am I right? Satan knows exactly how to tempt us. You say, well, I'm smarter than you're a fool. Satan's been doing this since the Garden of Eden. He knows us. He knows how to get to us. You are not stronger. See, human reasoning will not get Jesus out of this. So here's the temptation. Here's Jesus. I'm Jesus. Here comes the thought. Satan brings you right there. I'll turn that into some bread. <laughs> bread. <laughs> Verse 4. But Jesus told him, No. How did Jesus say no? Because he recognized the thought was what? Wrong. He already recognized it. And he says, No. I reject the thought. I recognize it from you, Satan. It's wrong. I reject it from you. It's wrong. And what's the third R? Watch what he says. The scriptures say, people do not live on bread alone. So Jesus replaces the wrong thought with what? The word of God. And he wins the battle. Perfect Simple example, how to recognize the wrong thought, how to reject the wrong thought, and how to replace it with scripture. You see, I want you to write two more things. The Bible says simply this, whoever claims to live in him must walk like Jesus walked. Well, I can't walk like Jesus walked, lifestyle, unless I think like Jesus thinks. To do that, two things. Write these down. A little bit review, but good for you to write it down. We must, the key word, continue. We must continue to renew our minds. It isn't something you can do once a week. You have to be intentional of doing it on a routine basis. So I have to continue to renew my mind, hold to it, meditate on it, begin to think. This is a process. It's a lifelong process. Number two, we must continue To control our thinking. I can't just do it once. I have to continue to control my thinking. Because those thoughts are coming all the time into my mind. Now understand, it's all about the word of God. I want you to see this. And I want you to see it quickly. I'm going to read you a verse. Just write it down this morning. Colossians 3.16. Let me read it to you. And then I'll explain it to you. Paul says this. Let the word of Christ, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Dwell in you richly. So here's what Paul says. Let the word of God become a part of you. Dwell in you. Let me give you an example. You know my background is pharmacy. Way back in the 60s, there was something revolutionized. It was a little cold capsule. Some of you will remember it back then. It, it was called contact. How many remember the contact of cold medicine? 
Okay. What was revolutionary about it? You could take one every how many? 12 hours. When you put it in, it just kind of rotated through your body for 12 hours. We never had anything like that before. You have to take it every four hours, every two hours. You know, we just become a pill thing. Now I put it in and it just circulated in my body. When I meditate on the word of God, it begins to dwell in me. So when the enemy comes with a thought, over time, it just naturally goes, reject it, reject it. God doesn't please you today. You're never going to make it. You cannot do this. You're filled with fear. It's okay to be filled with fear. I reject that thought. Some of you this morning think God's against you. God never told you that. When I give the altar call in a moment, I've sinned too much. Did Jesus say that to you? No, he didn't. That's from Satan. Here's another word you'll hear this morning. When I ask for some of you to get saved today for the very first time, here's what Satan's already begun saying to you. Tomorrow. What does the Bible say? Everywhere in the Bible. Today. Everywhere. Today. Choose you today. Accept Jesus Christ today. Make up your mind today. You see, it's going on all the time in our life. So as I dwell in the scripture, as it becomes a part of me, it's just that I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be this genius. I could just quote you the scripture. I have to know how to apply it when the enemy comes with it. He's very deceitful. Now, let me give you a great illustration quickly. Pastor Mark, I know there's a new medication now. And there's many of them. You can take it once a month. I'm going to read the word tomorrow and I'll read it again in March. Save me a lot of time. Fool. Fool. What's the illustration to the word of God? Jesus said, he goes back to the Old Testament. Collect manna every morning. Collect your spiritual bread six days a week. Some of you skip church week after week. You're here every four weeks, every three, every six. If something else comes up, cool. We don't keep records. I'm not in the condemnation. But do you understand what you're doing? You're falling for the very same. That scripture says, do not forsake the gathering of yourselves. It's kind of a routine deal. We're not legalistic. You don't have to come in. Here's my number. Check all I got here today. Praise God. And as soon as he's through this sermon, I'm out of here. Then you'll never be like Jesus. You have to love to be in his word. And love to be taught. And I didn't know you want to do that. Understand how wise Satan is. You know, when Jesus finished with Satan, he tempted him two more times. And then the word says this. He left him. Whoo, hallelujah. But it doesn't finish with that. He left Jesus for a more convenient time. He is never going to give up trying to get you thinking wrong. Never. But I can defeat it every single time. Dwell in the word of God. The last thing I want you to write is this, then we're going to pray. Let the word of God be the final authority in your life. Trust it. Believe it. Meditate on it. Soak in it. Learn it. Let it become living in you. Active in you. The word of God will change your life. It has to be that 
which will be alive in you. It will defeat every single stronghold that you have in your life. In a moment, we're going to stand and we're going to pray. So I want you to put your Bibles away. We're going to do a little warfare right here. Let me give you a principle and talk about it. Then we're going to pray. Here's what Paul said today. We use God's mighty weapons to knock down the strongholds. Stronghold is anything that's contrary to God's will or God's word. It's Satan lying to you. Very often, all of us will have some kind of stronghold in our life. And just because you believe the lie, it's become part of you. You were raised that way or whatever. And it just stays there. Let me give you some strongholds this morning. Strongholds that might be in your life. Lust, pride, anger, drugs, alcohol, bitterness, unforgiveness. Or maybe just as something as simple, but it is complicated, an area of your life that you've never, ever turned over to God. Well, Satan has lied and says, you'll never be free of that habit. You'll never be free of that lifestyle. That attitude, man, that goes way back into generations. You'll never be free of that attitude. I don't want you to leave this morning believing the lies of Satan. You see, God's word says this. He can demolish any stronghold we have in our life. And so we're going to use this morning the spiritual weapons of the word of God in prayer. And God guarantees as we do that, that these strong weapons of his will demolish any stronghold that the enemy has in our life. You can leave today being free. Did you understand this morning that God has designed you and I to be free to follow him? We'll have battles. We'll have to kind of make sure that we're taking care of all these wrong thoughts. Sometimes we have to confess. We just have to do it because we blow it. But the overall design of a Christ follower is to be free to serve God and be excited about doing it. And I want you to see this verse, then we're going to pray. Here's the verse. I have chosen the way of truth, the Bible. Intentional, intentional. I have set my heart, God, on your laws, the Bible. I run in the path of your commands. What you say to do, I'm excited to do it. For you have set my heart free. I want you to watch me this morning. Is this the way your life looks? Can you run in freedom this morning? Or is this the way your life works? Man, I, I can't make it. I, there's just too much stuff happening. Look, Best Mark, if you knew the stuff that's happened in my life, you wouldn't run at all. Well, who's writing, think on those things that are good and pure and lovely? Who's writing that? Paul. Where is he? He can't run an inch. He's in jail with armor, guys all over him. But inside, he's running. You see, it's a matter of that. Tell me. And I want every single person leaving this building free this morning of any stronghold that the enemy would have on you. Today, Pastor Mark taught about the steps you need to take to guard your mind and seize control of your thought processes. You learned the importance of the words recognize, reject, and replace in regards to dealing with the thoughts that come into your mind. You were reminded that the Word of God is to be the final authority in your life at all times. 
Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Well, this completes the teaching, How to Control Our Thinking. Next time, Pastor Mark will begin the message, Think Great Thoughts. God is. Pastor Mark will talk about the correlation between the focus of your thinking and your daily behavior. He will share what the Bible has to say about this correlation and how to align your thinking with the Word of God. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.